All right, we're going to, uh, this is Charles Musgrove with the Bean Team, your host for Business Matters. We have with us today for the continuation of cybersecurity, we have Ben Graybar with Hancock Whitney. We just ran out of time in the first episode of cybersecurity. There's a lot of information to cover here, so we're going to continue this. And you are listening to the show before the show that's recorded on Real Talk 93.3. So let's jump right into it. We will uh, pick up kind of where we left off. We'll do a little intro. You're going to listen to the music to get us started for the radio show. So let's get it started. Good morning and welcome back. I am Charles Musker with the Bean Team and your host of Business Matters. This is another exciting session that we're going to go through today on cybersecurity. This is actually a continuation of last week's show with Ben Graybar. Ben is with Hancock Whitney. Yes, that is a bank. And Ben is the cybersecurity expert. Last week we talked a little bit about what got Ben into the to become an expert and he's done how many shows have you done or presentations have you done on cybersecurity over the last five years? Yeah, I imagine it's 50 to 60. That's a lot. So, you know, uh, what do people like to get? What do they like to, what do they like? They like money. So it, it seems natural that Ben with the bank has become a cybersecurity expert. I want you to keep your money. It's hard I, to have you as a client if I, you don't have money anymore. I like that. So it's like, uh, you know, cybersecurity, protect your house, or something cool like that. That's what that's what you're delivering. So, so let's jump into that piece as part of it, All which right. is uh, the protection part. Uh, the slide that you can't see has a picture of the PCmatic guy, which I love. That guy when he does his his TV commercials and he says, "Look at how much better my malware detection software is." It I catches. love that guy. Now, does he actually is he actually working? Is that is he the real guy? Is he a paid actor? All I know is I see him on TV. I, I believe he's the actual owner of the company, I think is what I read at one point. So is he like the My Pillow guy? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that, I think that guy's just in the advertising business. Well, that, there's another story behind that for another day. All right. So so the point of this is to share, uh, you know, the police wear their Kevlar vests, right? But it doesn't make them bulletproof. Exactly. You can have anti-malware, all these detection things, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be safe from all kinds of malware and things that might come and attack you and your company. So if you click on that bad email with that bad attachment and it, you have PCmatic. You're letting the Trojan horse in the room and if you clicked on something that it was detecting to try to say don't click on this and you clicked on it anyway, that's kind of on you. So there was a story of one of the companies here in Tallahassee that had a big ransomware attack and, and what happened was the employee saw something that they thought was rather interesting so they were going to of course send it to themselves at work so that they could share it with their colleagues oh, so nice. uh, the bad guys one of the things we talked about last episode is how long does this stuff take place well this is an, an example of where they opened it up on their home computer and nothing happened so it's fine right right and it came from friends or family so it's fine right that's right and so they yeah. sent it they sent it to work and proceeded to send it out to their colleagues, and all of a sudden, everyone's computer starts shutting down. And so there's this you know, uh-oh moment where they, they 
you, first thing that you do, of course, when your computer is not acting right, is get it off the network. You know, rip oh, the yeah. thing out of oh, the yeah. wall, shut it down so it's not infecting the others. Uh, in this case, they got their IT guy on the phone and they said, just let it happen to worry about it because they had a backup system that was, in fact, backing up regularly and it was, in fact, not infected. By the same virus it wasn't connected online it would do its backup and disconnect and so they let all of the things go down get locked down they came in and wiped them all clean downloaded everything from the backup it took a half a day and they were back up and running you know, so like that actually be. worked it actually works wow so i can see that joe down the hall sent you a friendly attachment and said try this or look at this so everybody opens it so their guard is immediately dropped. Well, and let's talk about that. So what are the types of things that you see coming across? You know, nowadays it's the it's the update this patch, it's the something is expired, it's it's we saw suspicious activity, so you better log in and take a look at it. And these are all clickbait things. One of the ones that we sent out from the bank, we do uh, some sampling of this is you, there are companies now, IT companies that will go in and test your staff and they will send out sample uh, hack attempts and see what people will click on. And one of my favorite ones is, of course, every holiday you get that e-card, you know, open, oh, yeah. click here to open or an e-vite to an event, click here to open. And again, anything that you receive that was unexpected, do not click on it. Do not open it. Do it's not okay it. if you don't click that you're going to the party. That's the worst that can happen, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't click it. You know, it's it's the new fair. It's, uh, it used to be there was a phone that would ring and everybody would run to it to see who it was because maybe it was for them. Now we all got a phone, so if it rings, it's for us, right? Absolutely. But now we look at our phone because of, there's so many spam calls, robocalls coming through. And if I don't know the number, I don't answer. If I don't know the email source, I don't open. And so it's the new normal, and uh, and anyone that is answering those phone calls is getting those robocalls in their ear every day, and anyone that is clicking on these things is uh, is opening themselves up to potential. So risk. here here's here's one I know that you've probably heard this example a hundred times. So I get an employee that they get they get an email from me that says I need you to wire fifty thousand dollars to another account or to this vendor. So let's talk about the different types of phishing. You know, the, it used to be that you, know, you would get a random email from somebody with a fake brand label that they copied, and you're like, I don't know that bank, and you just delete it. Uh, and now, you know, in, in the today world, you can have uh, Charles at beanteam.com or with whatever different level of unique website and email address that you want for you. And so they will take your company email address They'll recreate one that is very similar, but not the same. So maybe instead of at HancockWetney.com, it's at HancockBank.com, or it's at HW.com, or it's at something uh, that is just a one-off. They get a clickbait from someone within the organization, and now they can go in and look at the calendar and surf around within the calendars to see who you're meeting with. They can look at your website to see who the officers are in your corporation. They can go to sunbiz.org to see who those officers are. And then they can say, okay, here are the folks that we need to be looking for and watch them. See what kind of dialect conversations they have with whom. Look at that calendar item. And when you see, hey, Charles is going to go visit with Ben for the next two hours, you walk out the door. They send an email that says, hey, you know, I just went to go see my banker. Uh, so would you please handle this for me? Go down to Publix, buy five gift cards, 100 bucks each. Um, scratch off that label, text me a picture of it. I need these and put them on my desk uh, because I need to bring them to an event I'm coming through as soon as I get back. I don't have time to go myself. Ben, we did not have this conversation beforehand, but that exact thing happened to me. Not well, me, but one of my employees. I go to a meeting. He calls me at a meeting and says, hey, I'm down at Best Buy 
about to buy a thousand dollars worth of gift certificates that you wanted me to get oh boy well he was in line to spend his own money to buy these gift certificates from supposedly an email that i sent him yeah now it had my name on it but not my domain well, and these things can be, once they get internal to your company, from your own domain. And that's when it gets scary is when those start going out to your clients that are relying on you for financial advice and you're giving them financial instructions. And so the number one rule is you never, ever, ever move money without speaking to the person and, and not just speaking, but originating that phone call. If you don't recognize their voice, and a lot of time you're Tallahassee, we know each other's voices, right? Right. But sometimes you don't. We're in the big cities, and so you have to look up a unique way of finding that contact information. And one of the things that we found is some of the big corporate entities have fake websites put out there where it looks like I'm looking up Comcast, but it's not Comcast, and I'm calling a number, and the guy's asking me my Social Security number, and I'm telling him, look it up on my phone number. He's like, no, I need your Social Security number. I need your date of birth. I need your, wait, 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 wait. Just hang up. You went to the wrong place. Too much information. That's right. Man, that is just so, that's scary how they can just invade your business, and they they can get money out. I had another client that they were within a heartbeat of wiring fifty thousand dollars because they got it they got an email from supposedly the president of the company the guy calls me and says hey i'm about to send fifty thousand dollars because mike asked me to do that and i said whoa mike did not ask you to do that you pick up the phone and you call mike and ask him if he wanted you to send fifty thousand dollars so that was within Two minutes of $50,000 going out. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the reasons why banks are so hard on, on being a pain in the backside and making you get a physical signature so many times unless you sign a special document that enables you to be the originator yourself. Basically, we just don't want to be on the other end of, oh, you didn't verify that before you sent it, and then it's, it's our loss. So uh, back to the never send money uh, without permission. But let's talk about what we're seeing. It's sort of a spinoff of that, which is a third-party vendor risk. Uh, one of the things that we've seen here in Tallahassee is the bad guys will look for deliveries, especially large trucks or things that they ex- expect would be a big delivery. That truck will stop in front of a business. So now what, what do they know? A delivery is taking place and invoice is forthcoming. Right. And they will have hacked into that vendor system. They'll find that communication. They'll hit reply on a prior email, and it says, hey, we made that delivery to you at 2 o'clock today. Please understand we've updated our banking information. Send the money here instead. And if nobody calls and verifies that, in fact, that didn't happen, then the money's spent. Now you have this quandary of, okay. Who pays for that? That's right. This is my customer. So I I don't want them to stop being my customer, but they just paid somebody else. Are they going to pay me too? So the bank will not, and I'm not picking on you because you're representative of the bank, but the, the bank has no obligation to cover that loss. Yeah, what what did the bank do that that put us at fault? Uh, you know, you yeah, instructed uh, us exactly to send money on your behalf. We followed your instructions exactly. So that guy just lost whatever he paid the wrong company. Well, and that leads us to the conversation of insurance. So, do you have cyber insurance, and and what does it cover? So, a few years ago, when we started doing these talks, cyber insurance was just getting invented, and nobody really understood what was being insured. And of course, that's problematic. Yeah, I've got a claim. Oh, you're not covered for that. Well, why didn't you tell me I wasn't covered for that? So think of it like AFLAC. You know, you have hospitalization, you have accident, you have cancer policy, named peril policies. Mm-hmm. With cyber insurance, you have different named peril coverages. You need to have a quality conversation with whoever it is that does your insurance and say exactly what are the risks I need to insure, what are the costs for it, and let's be clear on what I'm insuring. So just like with, it, with AFLAC, 
you're going to have your cybersecurity insurance. You're going to have a Does it different cover social engineering, for example. Does it cover employee theft through cyber? Does it cover ransomware? So what was in the news last week in Tallahassee was Wakulla County Schools had a ransomware attack. So who knows how somebody clicked on something to let it in, right? But it said the insurance company was negotiating for payment to unlock the files. Well, what if they didn't have that insurance in place? Then they would have been out. It's their own dollars. Yeah. Wow. And you see that that uh, the ransomware seems to be very popular with government. She just mentioned the Leon County Schools, and I've, I've seen that in the— Yeah, the city of Tallahassee had that payroll issue— um, also where the the funds were diverted. Um, Ransomware is interesting because you can, on the dark web, which is kind of the internet website that none of us are supposed to go to, uh, you can buy ready-made ransomware for under 50 bucks. Wow. And you can also have, just like it used to be, we'd pay thousands of dollars for someone to create a website. And nowadays you can make your own for, you know, 100 bucks a, uh, a year to have a GoDaddy site. Um, and so now it's off-the-shelf stuff. And now it becomes a question of, are we dealing with uh, some high school kid who's just goofing around and trying to make a couple bucks? Or are we dealing with someone internationally uh, within the United States? So the issue becomes this. And, and I mentioned on the last episode, there's a local Tallahassee guy who lost almost a quarter million dollars, never got a penny of it back. Well, the, the authorities' quote to him was, uh, this money went internationally. It went through St. Petersburg, Russia, and a large chunk of it to the Cayman Islands and disappeared. And they said, look, you're a six-figure issue. We're dealing with seven-figure issues. Wow. So if six figures has an impact to your business, you know, pay attention and start you know, having quality conversations with your insurance agent about how much you can tolerate of a potential loss and do these staff trainings to help protect yourself. That, that's a – Ben, you said you didn't like the word nugget. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a knowledge <laughs> nugget right there. So uh, – Man, you need insurance and cybersecurity just like you need general liabilities and workers' comp. So you've got to get insurance. So that's if the exposure takes place. So let's now talk about other risks and things that can happen to you. And one of the things that uh, that is out there and prevalent is, you know, I'm watching a TV commercial on Alexa, on Google Dot, on, you know, on their phone where you say, hey, Siri, and suddenly your phone is talking back to you and you didn't know that you had addressed it. You know, there's some lawsuits about privacy and that information that are going on right now. Well, do you have in your office Wi-Fi? Do you have in your home a dot on the wall? And so first thing, first rule of thumb is if you have a device that is connected to the Internet in some way, shape, or form, that is Wi-Fi enabled and then web connected, you can control it from your phone. You can access it through the web. Have you changed a password? If you have not, then there's no— Or do no, you even have a password? Do you even, that's a great question. Because yeah. most of—I've I've gone around in people—well— in our neighborhood, I've seen unsecured Wi-Fi networks. Well, and that's that's a huge risk. You know, you can. It's a fun thing to do. Just put on your phone, search for Wi-Fi, drive your street. Some people are very creative with what they title their right, Wi-Fi. The, the names of their Wi-Fi. Some yeah. of it not safe for children. Right. But uh, uh, it is it is something you absolutely want to do is create a good password. You don't want to have any device in your house that is Wi-Fi enabled where you haven't changed or created a password. And, and just understand, if you do, so be it. But you're basically leaving your front door unlocked and hoping nobody comes in. And so one of the things, botnets and botnet armies, uh, there's been a Kaspersky lab found 300,000 devices worldwide that are used. And basically what they do is mobilize them to do denial of service attacks. And what that means is I'm trying to go to my Bean Team website. I'm going to put in my secret password so I can download my financial stuff so you can do my taxes, except guess what? I can't get in. 
So think of it like a fire exit in an auditorium. Someone yells fire, everyone's going for the door at once. Only the front guy gets through, everyone else is blocked. The botnet army is taking all of these mobilized devices and and flooding attempts to go to a single place at once, blocking access of other people to get there. Hmm. So this happened when we were trying to sell tickets to an event a couple of years ago. Our ticketing vendor got shut down. We couldn't get to it the day before the event. We're trying to sell tickets. We can't even get to our own website because someone had mobilized an attack on there. And, of course, they said, do you want us to stop? You know, Pay yeah, us. There you go. So they can, they can block people from going to the site without penetrating the site. Yes, and that's, that's correct. Although there are some things where, of course, they can penetrate it and, and do it in different ways, but yes. Um, so one of the stories that I, that I think is fun to share is there was a casino that was hacked through their fish tank thermometer. Nice. And through that, they got sensitive information on some of the best customers. Yeah. Fish tank thermometer. Fish tank thermometer. So that's a quality conversation to have, right? You will only hear that here on Business Matters. And if you'll go a couple pages forward on here, here's another story from Tallahassee that we had was an association where they ended up with a ransomware plant. And when I was talking to their IT guy debriefing on what had occurred, we found out that they had, guess what, a printer that you could log on to with your phone, you know, Wi-Fi print or log print online. And, of course, there was no password change. So the bad guy finds the Internet access to that printer and then uses it to get into their networks. And of course, the other thing that people don't think about with printers is printers have hard drives. So is there anything it may be made a copy of or got a fax of or made a scan of that it's is there. sensitive information? Wow. Now it's on the hard drive and it's out there for anyone on the web to go and access. All right, Ben. So we need to call our insurance agent and then we need to call our IT person to come in and do a, a new security check to make sure there are no unexposed wi-fi connections yeah so here's here's one of the stories we had the guy says look we've got a really secure wi-fi provider and there certainly are some out there that have better high-end commercial type encryptions on the wi-fi now here's my issue uh let's say it's me at the bank and we have let's just say that we had wi-fi and you pull up next to us and you say it's hancock whitney whatever and you look on my wall and it says you know wi-fi password is so i'm the bad guy what do i do put a couple quarters in the parking meter park out front with my Wi-Fi extender, name my device, Hancock Whitney, create a password for my device that is, guess what, on the wall. It's the same thing that it is at the coffee shop or the bank, wherever it says. And now you've just logged into my device and let me see every keystroke that you're entering and let me into all your apps. I, I appreciate that. Wow. So you should not have, for guests, you should not have a, a, a password that is blank. Well... You shouldn't have a password that's blank. If you put it on the wall, now the issue is if your patrons, if your customers come in and sit down and they're looking, they they open up their Wi-Fi and they say, where can I connect to? And they see a name. How do they know that that name is in fact yours and that you only have one true thing? And I'm looking at two options here. Which one do I click on? You didn't tell me that there's only one and I see two, so I click on the wrong one. Guess what? The password on your wall worked because the bad guys copied that. Right. So now they're into the guest Computer. That's right. And now you, you have an issue with your client who right. may or may not be a client in the future right. because... Could be an ex-client. If, because if they get breached and lose their money, they're not going to need you so much. Ben, you're, uh, you're talking truth. I mean, this is, uh, this is stuff that probably 90% of the businesses do this and they're doing the wrong thing or they just need to tighten up in, in certain areas. Yeah, I think the big challenge is uh, we have a lot of people who are very expert at what they do and this might not be one of those things and maybe they have somebody on staff who they count on and that person is maybe very competent, 
But the question is, is every member of staff, is that new intern who just came in and showed up for work, been well-educated? Because the bad guys are looking for the weakest link. Not, they're not calling up and trying to crack the IT guy. Right. They're trying to go to the people that they can socially engineer and get in the, in the side door that aren't so computer savvy about all this stuff. So let's, let's go into business stuff. Yes, but sometimes you take your business on the road. Uh, this is a quote that I'm, I'm borrowing from IBM. Uh, it was shown on headline news. It was quoted through Forbes magazine. And it said, warning airport USB hubs. I just love this quote. I love it. Plugging into a public USB port is kind of like finding a toothbrush on the side of the road and deciding to stick it in your mouth. You have no idea where that thing has been. So have you gone to the airport and just shoved your USB right into whatever port they have there? Actually, I have not. Good. And I do use the, uh, what's the thing on your phone, your, uh, your own hotspot. Well, okay, so if you have a mobile hotspot, great, but put a password on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's about this long. Okay. It doesn't have to be terribly long, you know, but, uh, again, if someone is trying to break in, uh, as long as it's a bit unique, then you should be safe with that. So is that the right thing to do? Use If I'm in a public place, instead of using the Wi-Fi that's available, use my hotspot. Use your hotspot. Uh, I, I just pay for unlimited data, and right. I'm not worried about that then. Yeah. I'm not worried about it from going to the right Wi-Fi spot. I only use Wi-Fi in my home, um, and, and that's it. Nowhere else ever. And, you know, the challenge is you go, like, you go out of the country, and you know, you're in Jamaica, and there's no choice except that you don't have the same cell service, and right. so you have to use the Wi-Fi or nothing. It might even be worth deleting the apps off your phone that are sensitive just to, just to have them out there. Or go get a burner phone for the trip. You know, so that if something is there, it's it's minimalistically impactful to you. I like that. All right, so let's we talked about Wi-Fi. Let's talk about so that's Bluetooth. When, that's when the good guys can use a burner phone. I I, I think that's a great job. All right, a great I like idea that. There. I've always wanted to use a burner phone. You just wanted to have a burner phone. Exactly. Yeah. Wanted to say I did it. Just to come outside one day, really upset, and smash it in the ground, and say yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we talked about Wi-Fi. Let's get into Bluetooth for a minute. Bluetooth is line of sight. So I, I like to use the example of you're watching a football game and somebody has that plastic dome and in the distance you're hearing words you shouldn't hear oh yeah so bluetooth if you have bluetooth on and it's not paired up and sometimes if it is but for the most part if it's unpaired understand your phone is vulnerable to line of sight for someone that has a detection they can get into your phone and access it so just turn off your bluetooth if you're not connecting it good stuff there ben bluetooth we use it it's an everyday part of our technology wi-fi is everyday part of our technology cyber security the threats that that come with it, we should all be aware of it. We should all take action to better protect ourselves. Call your insurance agent, get that cybersecurity policy. Call your IT guy, tighten it down, get the password set. Regular staff trainings. Regular staff trainings. Change your passwords, make them complicated. Don't hide them under your mouse on the computer. All right. So, great nuggets. Another excellent show brought to you by Business Matters. We have Ben Graybar from Hancock Whitney. Thank you so much, Ben. This has been very informative. And uh, guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show. This has been good. This has been fun. We got a lot of nuggets. Have a great day. Join us next week. Real Talk 93.3 to 1130 a.m. I'm Charles Musgrove with Bean Team, host of Business Matters. Have a blessed day. Peace. Peace.